you are listening to a very special edition of the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. It's not something we've ever done before. Um, I'm here, Matt Allen, John Lee is sitting opposite me. But down the line, from a land far, far away, are Will and Elliot from the Left Field Thinking Podcast. This is the Reverse Stick X Left Field Thinking. And then we can play a sting in there. Put right that down. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Yeah. Right, they're going to put a sting in there. Sting. Okay, this is a good start to things. And now okay. we're going to come back. And welcome back to the Reverse Stick X Left Field Thinking Podcast. Welcome, Will. Welcome, Elliot. Hello. Well, that's Elliot. Uh, hello. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was thinking maybe a reverse stick out of left field would be quite good. All right. Okay. We'll just we'll work we'll workshop that, John. And, uh, have, have that left <laughs> left field digging feet. The reverse stick. Reverse <laughs> reverse left sticks. Yeah. Have you ever left your stick anywhere, John? Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Will? You left your stick anywhere? Many a time. <laughs> it's incriminating evidence. <laughs> so what you've managed to do, Will, within the first thirty seconds, is confuse. The podcast even further by using lots of different words. Is that right? So, just contributing. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to contribute. Well, we don't. Know. We don't even. We haven't even decided where this is going to go. It might be on a, a reverse stick re- release. It might be a left field thinking release. So, um, wherever you're listening, attaining towards not being released. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us, uh, dear listener, wherever you are in the world. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, this is a new thing for us to you know, have this collaboration with another podcast, and we're most honoured to do so. Uh, for those that are listening on the Reverse Stick channels, can you boys let us know a bit about your podcast and what you do with it? So basically, I um, speak to a load of people, uh, ask them questions, and Elliot just sits there on Zoom <laughs> and chips in every so of- now these are, just, these are hockey people, though, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's hockey coaches, really. Um, we've had a variety of people, I suppose. Elliot, what are your thoughts on it? You listen more than I do. I mean, I haven't listened to any of our podcasts. First of all, um, I just turn up, and I've been known to be called the resident caveman by Will. So I'm trying to make sure that he doesn't go above our listening audience <laughs> by using too much jargon or words. Um, and yeah, we just started it in the sense of in lockdown as everything good in the world has started. And we are just trying to connect with some different coaches and different people that maybe haven't been on podcasts. Some of them obviously have because we've been copying some of your listeners as well, uh, some of your guest speakers as well. But yeah, just trying to connect up a little bit, get some different insights and, um, see what they're all about really. Elliot, are you walking on tinfoil? No. Walking on mud. Good old-fashioned mud. I'm just waiting for the sirens to start in the background. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what normally happens. Now, Elliot, um, considering you guys are doing a podcast that features coaching, you must be working overtime to swat away all the jargon talk. Oh, yeah, it's pretty much a full-time role is, you know being a caveman and making sure people understand what Will is saying. When we've done webinars in the past, you know, the function where you have the private chat on Zoom, I'm typing away while Will's going, almost like, um, you know, signing language and things like that. It's becoming a full-time role at the moment. 
I'd also like to say I wouldn't call him a caveman. I'd call him a troglodyte, but, you know, semantic. <laughs> so we've got Eeyore, troglodyte, caveman. I've also heard cat mentioned by um, by somebody else within the, the, the hockey world. Um, you must be very happy, Al, to, uh, to have so many people to want to spend the time on thinking up names for your character. Oh, I take I, um, I take all the feedback on board and move forward. You know, I'm a positive guy. Now, um, because I had conversation earlier on in the week with Will about a couple of games that we might be able to play, reverse stick versus left field thinking, and Will said, "Is uh, uh, I asked I asked specifically yeah. about podcasts." Now, John probably listens to you probably listen to three podcasts in your life, haven't you? Uh, Maybe four. I listen to that fish one. No such thing as a fish. Yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah, I've I've heard that. You've, oh, you've heard that. <laughs> okay. Um, What's now, Will, Will said he hasn't got too many podcasts in his um, subscription list. There. What about you, Al? Uh, don't tell me any of them. But do you have many uh, many podcasts and that you subscribe to? Yes, although I'm a bit like I float between audiobooks and podcasts, but I have got quite a few that I won't yet mention. All right, well, it looks as though it's you on behalf of Left Field Thinking and me on behalf of the reverse stick to face off in... Have we done the jingle for it? No. Guess the podcast. We might, we might make something. Are up you, put, are you now in competing there. in a competition that you designed and, and you were administering? This is what always happens, John. <laughs> okay. Where did you last come up with a, a quiz idea? I haven't. Don't speak. You could have left that longer then. Just to give people the impression that you had to think about it a bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Elliot, what we're going to do, um, we're going to go uh, one go each. Should we have a bully to start off with? No, we'll probably toss a coin with it. Um, you've got to try and guess a podcast that's in my podcast player, okay? <laughs> and then I've got to try a subscribed list, and then I've got to try and pick one in yours. If you get it right... It's a point. If you get it wrong, there's no points. Whoever's got the most points after five guesses each, they're the winner. Uh, what do we do with the playoff, John? Because we always fail. Because we we'll generally draw Just on that. Just ask another one. Do ask another one. Keep, keep going. Yeah. You know, Sudden death. Yeah, that's it. How, how do you feel about that? Okay. I mean, five might be pushing it, but we can try. <laughs> well, tell me you've got more than five in there. I'm not going to tell you how many. Uh, I do, but... I'm. Hey, he can, okay, yeah, I think I've got five. He can encompass audio books as well, because he doesn't, I mean, he never No, he can't, because I don't, I don't read any audio, listen to any audio, don't no, read no, any audio books. can still guess what books he might have in there. Uh, no, purely podcast, because we're, you know, we are a podcast, they are a podcast. Okay. This is a podcast. 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 Yeah, podcast. Okay. All right. Um, all right, you going to toss a coin? Um, I've got right, and, uh, you can go first, home advantage, it's fine. I don't, no. I don't know if I want it. If yeah, you're saying I, no, if you're saying I can go first, that means you're giving me the option to choose whether I go first or second. Oh, all right, I'll go first. You're, getting, you're overthinking this already. Yeah, aren't yeah, yeah. yes, he is. I'll go first. And if you if you got what are, now? Okay, well, first off, uh, what do you what do you listen to your podcasts on? Are you a, a Google podcast man? Are you Spotify? Are you um, this Apple wasn't podcasts? this wasn't in the rules. So no, I, I feel like you're trying to get an insight. No, 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 no. I'm just. I'm I've, just I'm, I'm just thinking about the ease of scro- Apple. scrollability Apple, for you. Apple, po- Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. All right. Well, I'll, I'll disclose. Full, full disclosure here. I'm on Overcast. Okay. Should that well, wow, this is going to go well. I don't even know. <laughs> just, just so you know. Okay. All right. So I'm going to have a first guest. Uh, first guess. 
And I'm going to say the European Hockey Podcast. Okay, so I've listened to it, but it's not on my subscribe list. Oh, you're wrong, Ooh, Jack, Jack Wolf is crying. Is that half a point? Yeah, sorry, Jack. Is that half a point, Will? No, no, no. No, all right, zero. Is it zero then? All right. You're yeah, wrong. Donuts. Doesn't absolute have it in donuts. his list. All right, Will, go for it. Oh, hang on, hang on. All right, we, we probably need to put one more rule in there. <laughs> one more rule. You can't, <laughs> you can't follow up with the same podcast that somebody else has just said. Okay. <laughs> That's got to be fair, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well... In the fairness, the spirit of the game. Why? Why would that be fair? Yeah, okay. fine. It's boring because you only have five guesses, okay. then, don't you? Oh, go for it. Hang on. Who, I thought I was guessing. Are you guessing, Will? No, you, get, you go for a guess, Will. Ah, uh, Elliot, sorry. I'll go. I reckon you subscribe to the Reverse Stick podcast. <laughs> Yes, of course I bloody do. I've got to check that John's put it out right and he's not misspelled anything. Oh, yes, one, one point. And the other disclaimer should be you can't include our own podcast. Well, you know what you're going to ask next, don't you? Yeah, but I don't, he, I don't think he probably does listen to it. He's already told us that he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> 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 well, is it, it's up to you. Do you want to waste the gas or not? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I'd right. go for it. All right, bloody Richmond, Richard Osman. Um, right, doesn't subscribe to it, but okay. Can you play some dramatic music? No, 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 no. Not sing it. A mouth play. That Peter Crouch podcast. That's my guest too. Yeah, that's a good shout, and I do subscribe to that. Oh, that's very good. In there. Wow. Oh, you've set a bar. Beautiful. All right. Yeah, it's a good guess. It's over to you. I reckon the High Performance Podcast. Who who does that one? Dave Humphrey and Damien Hughes. Thank you, Mr. Out there, Elliot. Donuts. I don't care about coaching. I wouldn't have gone for that one, Elliot. I wouldn't have nice. gone for that one, Elliot. It's a very good All right, that's a recommendation for me and all the listeners out there. Two, uh, two questions down, one all. All right. Okay. He's into his podcast. It's too easy just to go hockey, John. We've got to think around the man. Think about... What, I don't have to think what about penetrates it. his mind? What would he be interested in listening? Not just about hockey. Sometimes someone's got to relax and listen to other things, John. You know, I'm thinking of, of going the way of the um, uh, Rob Beckett and Josh Widdicombe parenting one, but I'm not going to go there, John. I'm going to go for Adam Buxton. Silence. I don't know who Adam Buxton is, oh, so no. Well done. You well don't know done. who Adam Buxton is, the godfather of podcasting. Is he? Unbelievable. Donuts again. Right, so. Is Adam Buxton from Adam and Joe? Yes. From like the 90s? Yeah, from like the 90s. You should listen to yeah. the Adam Buxton podcast, one of the five. He's up to episode 151. He's, ca- getting, he's catching up with us. Are we getting paid for all these endorsements? Don't worry about it. We're sort of spreading the podcast love, John. Okay. 
All right. Um, Effort number three. Right. One. Score, scores at one. Scores at we'll, one. Will's desperate to go, and I feel like if I don't let him yeah, in, yeah, I, I, he's going to be like a small child I, in the back of the car for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> I'll be there, yeah. Um, I, I think we can stick with the hockey one out here, to be honest. I'm going to go uh, top of the D. Well, I'm looking at all episodes um, at the moment, and there's not one from top of the D there, but then when I scroll down the bloody page in the podcast, because Ross hasn't done one for so long. Yes, I do. Yes, yeah, subscribe. subscribe to top off. Oh, taking the lead. The 2-1 after three rounds. Don't sound so excited about it. I am excited about it though. This is, this is good. Alright, I need this one to pull level. Sorry, we, we need this one to pull level. But I'm not asking you. I'm surprised how well this has worked out, to be honest. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to work this well. <laughs> yeah, hold your horses. You know, it's dangerous being 2-1 up. Oh, yeah. Two quick goals. Whew, on the siren. Oh, no. We'll walk away with the win. Oh, dear. Okay. All right. Well, I might have to go back to hockey again then. Um, the 101 show. So I'm going to upset more friends here and say that I don't subscribe to it. Oh, so my sorry to you guys at 101. <laughs> this is great, but it's just embarrassing for you, really. And this was the plan. This was just the plan. Who cares about the result in the game? You do. <laughs> you That's really do, yeah. He does, he does. <laughs> oh, now this, um, this is a chance to take an unassailable lead. I'm going to stick on the sport front. We might have some audio connection issues. In um, I'm going to go with I think it's something that might be a bit more global than um you must have done a flying coach with Steve Kerr and Pete Carroll. Pete if Car- not, then I'll just leave now. With Pete Carroll. Well, well, don't look at me. Yeah, it was yeah. Steve, Steve Kerr and Pete Carroll. Never heard of him. Wow, wow, wow. I reckon you're cheating. No, why would I I wouldn't listen to coaching podcast oh no, well I do occasionally listen to some, I don't want to give that away. <laughs> don't want to open the door. Um, well, there we go. Two-one with a round to play. I need to draw level. This is uh, oh, this is a must. He does cheat, you know. Too. A must watch win. It. It's not. How can I be cheating? Well, it, okay. You say the ball was out inside the D. Okay. All right. Let's have a little think. He's coaching heavy. Coaching heavy. Think of that mindset. So I'm going to be listening to coaching. Podcast, you can forget about your something rhymes with purple or your not the footy shows. You probably don't even listen to In the Circle from USA Field Hockey. Okay, no, because the FIH one's only on Spotify, isn't it? So he's not going to be able to subscribe to that on on Apple. Apple. No, why would would you do that with a podcast and hide it away on there? Crazy idea. Mm, I'm just scrolling through. All right. The help side with Tom Craig. Desperate. Nah. A bit antipodean, that. Oh, what? Uh, He's clutching at straws. Do we? We don't even need to take this last one, do we? You can. We've already won. Is that right? Yep, you've already.
already won. Yeah, they're very perceptive of you there, Elliot. Thank you for Victors that. Victors, you are. I would be very proud That's of that. That's all I care about. Um, <laughs> but to rub salt in the wound, <laughs> I'll probably still take the 3-1 win. Oh, do so. I reckon you must. I mean, it will probably dictate the rest of the podcast, but left-field thinking. Oh, I'm really sorry to let you down, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, well, I'm looking now, but I'm, I'm, I, I haven't listened to uh, Demi Dowley or Marcus Visa, Weiser, Weiser. But you do have it subscribed. Yeah, they're I can see them. Yeah. Three-one, fellas. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to the away leg. Oh, away goals count double, don't they? <laughs> we can do this. Look. We've got I thought this was the away leg for us, so no. we've just got three away goals. No, it's like the pro league. There's two away legs, but one, but one, two away legs. But one, yeah, of them, okay. but one of them, one of them's a home leg. So this is your home leg. Where's the clapping? It's not going to be one of the COVID games where this oh. counts double, is it? Well, I tell you, should have played. I that. think we might have actually finished the game a little bit too early there, so the win will go to the team that wins the next game. I think, I think that's how we do it in the pro league. Yep. Um... Isn't it on percentage of of winning? Yeah, so if we I'm, wouldn't know, we're only at the bottom. Of, we, we just look up at you in the pro league. Clearly, we're at the bottom of the table. <laughs> yeah, it's not going particularly well this pro league, is it? For some countries, it'll be over. Won't won't they'll they'll never be able to crown a winner. It's just not not going to happen from this point for them. I wouldn't think. But anyway, all right. Do you want to play another game then? No, let's talk about hockey. All right, then and you, then can, we can right, you come up with a topic then. Well, gentlemen, what is the most pressing issue in English hockey at the moment? Now we, we are recording, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'll let Will go first. <laughs> Brave. He, he, was, he was all bullish winning the quiz, wasn't he? Yeah? <laughs> Ask him a tough question. He's all fine with talking about other people's podcasts. And those yeah, that he doesn't subscribe it. to, but uh, well, sorry, Will, Will, Will over, to, over to you. Go on, Will. I'm, I'm just checking what I can and can't say, that's all. <laughs> you can say anything on there, nobody listens <laughs> to the reverse stick, you're fine. <laughs> I was going to say, this is normally stopping, to be honest. Um, oh, the most pressing issue. I think probably what happens... Uh, what happens to the, to the centralised program? Because so much of the um, of the finances of the governing body uh, are fed into the centralised program. That, that whether or not long term it it's going to be the method to to continue like um, government funding. That would be my one. It's a bit of a boring answer. So, let, so, so let's say, you know, as we know, the funding there is the same here, that it's heavily reliant on the Olympic programme and success within the Olympic programme, and it's all linked well, through, through Sport England or through um, uh, Hockey Australia and then through, what, what are they called now? Anyway, the ones that hand... hand Australian Sports Commission. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Hand, hand, hand the money out. If, as is, you know, being predicted by some that we move to a, a Hockey Fives format, can you see uh, slashing of those budgets and maybe the need to just go to a decentralised programme because the money just won't be there anymore? 
I don't know how hockey fires will affect GB hockey unless it becomes the Olympic sport, to be honest. I don't think there's any appetite for the governing body to, to add it in, really. Um, there's probably not much of a need for for that format there, except maybe some sort of small-sided format to get into state schools. Um, but, yeah, no, I think... The, the the bigger problem is really everything is driven by the Olympics, so all our funding is tied up into how that performs. If we don't medal at this Olympics, it's not a massive problem because the faff around you know delaying Tokyo has meant that they've guaranteed the funding to Paris already, um, and they're changing the funding model somewhat to not just be about meddling so the stuff around you know long-term athlete potential in order to try and sort out athlete welfare and stuff like that at the elite end um i i just think the the question will be is a centralized program going to give them the equivalent bang for their buck or um are they going to start to see maybe local and regional, you know, the, the national competition structures as a way of developing more players en masse and what that might look like. I don't think the club model works for that, to be honest, because I think it's too diluted. But maybe, you know, something like a state competition or a regional competition maybe allows them to concentrate the pool of players a little bit better than clubs. Um, but yeah, I don't know. And then obviously what happens if funding pulls out, a lot of people lose a lot of jobs, you know, not just, um, not just the players, but a whole load of the administration at England Hockey, which would have a, a pretty big impact, I think, in, in terms of just the, the running of the sport. Whether or not that's a good or a bad thing, I don't, I don't know. But I don't think the current model is necessarily, um, the best one for the for the players and and maybe it is for performance, but yeah, I don't know. So there you go. That's my thought. Cu- currently, if um, let's just say uh, there was a twelfth base placed finish for both the men's and the women women's teams in Tokyo, would that automatically Hypo- hypothetically? Like, yeah. Well, it's, it's a possibility, but yeah, hypothetically, if you like. That wouldn't. I don't think. I think because we've already got the funding guaranteed to Paris, there won't be an impact now. So they're kind of going in with uh, with a lot less pressure as athletes. And that's, that's possibly quite, a, quite an interesting thing because maybe we'll take younger teams than we would have. Um, but, yeah, no, there shouldn't be a problem. I suppose it helps as well that Sally Mundy, um, yeah. who was... Uh, in charge of England hockey, got promoted to be in charge of, uh, I think, UK sports. So she's the person who makes a decision on funding, which which helps, I think, hockey. Um, Hopefully. But yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Well, but it seems to us at the moment. There was that very real threat after Mr Dr Bactra's comments about certain members of Parliament in the UK a couple of years ago that funding would be stripped unless something was done about it. Um, so, it, you know, sometimes it's not even results-based. It just could, could be because somebody's uh, speaking out of turn. That's how delicate yeah. it is. That's, anyway, that, that for me is one. There's loads of other issues. I'm sure Elliot will have some savvy insight, no pressure. Come on, Elliot, don't be coy. Can I have the question repeated, please? <laughs> oh, my days. 
Um, what is the biggest issue facing English hockey at the moment? Single biggest issue. I think Will's touched on a, obviously quite an important one. I think the link to the club game is probably part of it. And with obviously the mass exodus happening in the Premier League of our GB players going abroad next season, which yeah. is a regular thing, but seems to be a lot already. How does the club structure look and how can they, like Will says, create competition in there that might sustain performance? Because at the minute, it's a bit of a bit part thing for the GB players, but then likewise for the aspiring kids and players in the country that want to come through, playing in the Premier League might not be enough to, to prepare them properly, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I guess how does that look? Um, and I guess definitely, like, I like the state model that you guys have got going on over there, and I think there's some good things happening there to make, to pull that talent and to make a spectacle of it. So I guess that's kind of a similar answer to Will, but almost a way how they're going to grow the club game so that actually it does become a bit more high profile and that there can be some more revenue and streams going on and things like that. One of the things uh, Will said about, you know, Hockey Fives not really not being any appetite there except for maybe a push into schools, and we've seen recently associations between hockey and schools don't necessarily work out. Who is the club hub? Uh, recently that had the petition up about uh, their uh, turf. Hawley. 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 Sorry, Hawley Hockey Club. But um, So uh, is that actually chasing the going down the wrong route? Because that, the, all of those issues that we that Hawley is going through are going to come up in five years' time next time they have to lay a new turf and a new turf after that. And maybe that we've got to start looking outside of, of necessary schools and create, start creating more clubs and putting more into the clubs that exist. I think we've got a bit of an issue here in the sense, well, it's not an issue, but there's lots of green turfs going down that aren't for hockey. So there's lots of 3G, 4G going down all over the country because football are funding them. Um, there's not the same pool of money for Astros, whereas football can play on Astro. I mean, I don't know the science and all of that behind that, of course, but just some joint-up thinking about the sports facilities, and I think probably that's where the Dutch and the Germans and the Europeans have got it right, is that they have a sports club and not a hockey club. Um, so there's lots of other sports that go on at that that, that venue. Um, so you can incorporate more people. If, you, if you're going to go big scale into the size of um, global obesity and all those sorts of things and mental health and everything, then the sport needs to be addressed as a whole scale thing, not just by the individual sports almost, would be my sort of thoughts. But I guess that the thing for us here is we have independent schools who have got nice facilities. I'm lucky enough to have two pitches at my school. We've got one pitch over the road, which is a club. There's some schools now with, with three pitches, wow. indoor halls, etc. And then hockey clubs without pitches that have to use the school's facilities. So there's, there's so many sort of cross ties that just create either barriers or reasons that hinder growth that we almost just need to stop and get on the same page and work out what's best. I think there's a, there's a lot of political pressure on independent schools because they are... On the whole, not every independent school is the same, but they are the haves rather than the have-nots of facilities. Yeah. And I think one real big um, positive that I think some schools are starting to do, some independent schools are starting to do, is if, if those independent schools, um, because they get uh, tax benefits, if they start to share their facilities at a massively reduced rate um, with with clubs 
and and also I think with some state schools, the the, the problem is that people have got to be flexible around when they're going to be um, where they're going to be able to be used. You know, it is ultimately the independent schools facility. So to say, oh, you must hand it over at this time, I think is it's probably not right, but. I think using those um, institutions that have really good facilities as almost community hubs um, for hockey would be a really transformational change in the community game in the UK. Um, and I think there is a lot of pressure politically on, on independent schools to be sharing resources and facilities. So that, that might start to happen. One of the great things that we have here is that whether it be on grass or whether it be on the astro turf at our club is that we can go into the bar, we can go and grab a beer and go and stand pitch side and watch the game. And that's one of the things that I grew up with in England playing hockey, that you could have a beer at your own club rooms and you'd be a, a, a short walk away from the, the red grass or the grass to the club rooms. And um, obviously the game changed with the, the amount of turfs that, started to to go down and i think you know that's that's a a a point um where things did start to change in the game in england and we started to lose our association you talk about the the sports club model uh we we had that because we were linked to a a cricket club or a rugby club or a tennis club that you know those things were in place but we started to need to use them less and less, and you get some fallouts with different committees and all that sort of stuff. So stuff you, we don't need to be here to play anymore because we're playing on the turf at the school. Um, and I think that's something that's that's hit the English game, and it's something which is key to the game here, is to be able to socialise around the pitch at your place. Absolutely massive, the impact, I think, is you know, going away from grass. It is ultimately where that stems from, isn't it? Yeah. And the fact that clubhouses are right in front of grass cricket outfields, where the pitches were. Um, the big one, and, and the nature for me, why why clubhouses died slightly, is because um, by going to Astro, generally clubs would only have access to one pitch anyway. So instead of having three or four teams possibly playing yeah. at the same time on, on grass, it was only ever one team playing... So they'd go back and the clubhouse would go from having 40, 50 people in it, 60 people in it, to maybe eight. Mm, yeah. And that kills the clubhouse atmosphere. Uh, when I was at, um, at, at Warwick Hockey Club, actually, it was one of, one of my roles uh, a fair while ago, we were using two, two Astros that were back-to-back. And we, we were still feeling like that the clubhouse wasn't buzzing. So... Um, a, a new local state school Astro opened up around the corner, and what what I what I said really was, well, why don't we use three pitches at the same time instead of using the double for everything, and then we have at least three games coming back at the same time. That actually had a really big impact because even if only six people want to come back from a game, there's you know, and if that's the same from every team, that's eighteen people compared to. Compared to six, isn't it really? I think I think there's something else to add to that as well, Will. Um, The other thing to add to that is now because I don't know whether it's the structure of the leagues or travelling more, etc. But because it's becoming a longer day and a longer game, you know, having a beer with your opposite number after the game seems to be getting a bit less and less because of travel or because of um, 
don't know, focusing on winning. I don't know. There's a lot of times where some teams, some clubs, particularly in our league, we have a great social aspect, we have a great relationship with. But some clubs, you want to get out of there as soon as you can, sort of thing. I don't know whether that's linked to what you're saying as well, maybe. Shout out to Bowdoin Hockey Club. And um, I'm not sure if he's still alive, actually. The chairman who was there for ages, Phil Bohr, he, whenever we'd go and play Bowdoin, there would always be uh, two or three jugs of beer on the table from from their chairman for the opposition team at the end of the game. And I think that is certainly one thing that that the home team always needs to take responsibility for as a group of players. Instead of just yep. buying a round for you and your mate, actually buy a couple of jugs for the opposition as well. And it it makes a huge difference. And but I, again, I, this comes... Go on. Yeah, no, I always used to say, at the very least, from a recruitment point of view, if someone's moving to your area and they know you're the team that would give them two jugs of beer at the end of the game, they're more likely to join your club because yeah, you've, you've shown the right sort of... I'm afraid that you've probably got me going now. But I was going to say that the other thing sorry, is um, the, league, the league structure, which I've been quite vocal about. So in the West, we have a two-hour window for our top team to play, which is the fourth highest league in the country. So we have a two-hour window we're allowed to play between, which is between 12 and 2. Oh, terrible. Um, so that's because of so in terms of us growing the game, yep. no, that's the league's rules. So the West League's rules are that. The other league, so you go to the east or the north, and they have a different window. Hopefully that will change now with England taking over. But that's been one of the killers for years. Because we've gone down to Plymouth Marjons, who's a, a great club we compete against for years. Play Friday night under the lights, Domino's Pizza afterwards, beers in their clubhouse, and then someone has to drive home who was designated as a driver. Um, and it's been great because it's an evening game. People love it. People yep. come down. We've had spectacles at Taunton Bale um, at the Sandra Wickham Stadium where we've had loads of people come to watch when it's in the evening. But it's got to be so few and far between. It doesn't grow the game. Well, people are playing, they're playing their own hockey, aren't they? It's... Yeah, we've, we've got a situation here in Perth where um, we've got several good quality turf grounds that teams can go and play at, and yet the local authorities want to put games on it at the classic league, they call it, at 2 o'clock and 3.30 when all of the people who play weekend hockey are playing their games. And they wonder why they don't get people watching their streams and or people turning up to their And games. we then have we have the clash of private schools or independent schools typically will play. So that makes yeah. up for a big population. And I think yep. if, if we got rid of independent school hockey, we'd be in a bit of trouble in a way in the sense that they are a big provider of some of the, the, the numbers in our game who go on to play both socially and at an elite level. But they're all playing at, you know, they're all playing at 12 till 2. So there's no role modelling, there's no aspirations there, whereas they can watch their premiership rugby team or football team on the TV. I think, I think as well when you're looking like, there's, there's two things. So um, National League made a, made a decision to move their men's games, not the women's games, but the men's games to Sundays. I can't remember how long ago that is, maybe 10, maybe 10 years ago. That made the, the playing men's national league really antisocial. Let me have a because point. you'd lose your you'd lose your Saturday night out, and no one wants to go out on a Sunday night because you've got work on Monday. Um, so, and I don't think it really increased the visibility of the game. I think evening games, either Friday or or Saturday, for for the best teams in the country is, is probably a the, the best place because you you want these players to to play willingly 
and to enjoy it and to be able to socialise because that's you know it's an amateur game and that's a huge part of it. Yeah, good luck with those nice cold Saturday evenings playing in the UK. Just before we move on from this point, I do one thing that, that I wax lyrical um, about English hockey, and I've been over here in Oz for many years, 18, 19 years now. The thing that doesn't happen here is that buying of jugs for the opposition, and, and that, that was you know, absolutely crucial to, to do, and, and the hockey tees. Um, and obviously you get some great ones. Shout out to Barford Tigers. Always love to um, head to the pub there. Top-notch tees. Um, but it's just yeah, it's, but not, it's not something that happens here. No, we buy beers. Yeah, that, we, yeah rarely for the opposition, yeah, though. Yeah, we okay, no, oh, no, I'm over 50s now, so we buy and Nobody likes us anymore. Is that, because, is that because if you lose the game, you're just pissed off and you, can't be, you don't want to speak to the opposition? Is that why? Like, is it to do with winning? Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't feel as though the inter-club um, harmony is there, or inter-team harmony is is um, as much here in Australia as it as I felt it in England. And maybe that's an age thing um, with me. Maybe I'm just a bit grumpier, and I play with grumpier players. No, but we just hate everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, you you played at Fremantle for long enough to yeah, know yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. hates us. We hate everybody. Yeah. So your view of how hockey relates in the wider community. It's different, it's different if you know, yeah. It's different if you personally know some of those guys oh, yeah, in the yeah, other yeah. team and you'll go over, but there isn't really that well, sort of uh, connectivity. you've met them in court before, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it, they're normally the lawyers, but they're the Western Suburbs teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, Will. The, the, the lack of teas really surprised me in Belgium as well. So going out there this year, I thought that would be um, after games and those teams would sit like have food, and they were like, "Oh no, we don't have food. Maybe a beer." So pre-COVID affecting everything, we got I got the club to buy pizza for the opposition, which was quite cool. And then we had a load of beers afterwards. But yeah, it, I, I didn't realise that that sort of culture of sitting and eating after a game was an English thing or a British thing. I thought that was just hockey. That that surprised me. Yeah. Well. You've got to factor in that in Australia we have a, a saying, eating's cheating. Um, so that very much comes into that post-game <laughs> celebration thing. That's the only thing that's cheating though, right? Yeah, everything else is fine. And look, and let's face it, it's only cheating. Okay. It's, it's yeah. only cheating when you get caught. Yeah, I was wow. going to say, does, does, what's, the, what's the impact of sandpaper on a hockey ball? Yeah, not a lot. We did. We had one of our most successful Twitter posts, I think, think on that, didn't we? I can't think what, what was it was it? in relation to the sandpaper game. Oh, you were going to double-headed stick or something. No, that wasn't. No, that, that was the April. Oh, April Fool's is yeah, yeah. It's coming it's up. Coming again. up. We're going to yeah. get something for April Get something Fools. out on, on the Yeah, I, I, know, I know everybody else in the cricketing world, because that's the only world that would understand any reference to sandpaper in Australians. But, um, you know, we don't suck mints, so we had to find something else. Oh, oh, silence. That's, that's, that's your summary, isn't it? That's your summary of gate. Absolutely. That's as simple. No, my summary is every fast bowler in, since the history of cricket or spin bowler has tried to manipulate the ball. I think what they did was wrong, but I'm not prepared to bury them the way that they, those guys got, went after. It, it, you know. Fair play to you, Fair. I think I think you're the only Aussie that I know who's managed to get this long into a conversation about sandpaper and a ball without crying. So thank that's you. A, that's an achievement. It is. Yeah, I mean, well done. And do I really 
give a shit. <laughs> I would say no. Well, you remember this is a hockey <laughs> podcast and we couldn't really give a stuff about the cricket. This, this episode is brought to you by B&Q. You are listening to the reverse stick. Glow. Oh. X. X. Le- left. X versus left. Feel. Featuring. Thinking. That's it. We're back. And uh, I think that's we need some good chat we had there. We sorry, sorry, Will. Go, go ahead. No, I was just thinking we need some jingles, Elliot. Yeah, you do. You I do all the coaching side of stuff. <laughs> I do the website, the coaching stuff. I do all the important bits, and I gave you this mediocre task of doing a podcast, so you can do what you want, Will, to be honest. <laughs> we can help out. We've got, lo- we've got loads of jingles to spare. Oh, we've got the Matt's Mystery File. We've got Dear John. What else have we got? Oh, uh, jingle we've got, oh, jingle so what, many. If what's your favourite? What's your favourite jingle? Um, my uh, give, it, give It a Whack one. Is that your favourite? Whenever you're in no, trouble. No. Yeah, don't have to sing it. That's all no, right. Should I play it? No. Okay. Fair enough. My, my favourite's the introduction to Not the Footy Show, because that's mine. Yeah, but so is the, rev- the reverse stick. Yeah, that's the, your the, intro the as well. The other one's, I reckon, is better. Good. And Save your best work for some for somebody else well, instead of your own bloody podcast. Well, no, did, that's fine. I'm learning all sorts of things. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I think it's time for us to get a bit of a revenge, John, an opportunity to earn back a bit of pride. It's time for another competition. And this one, what's in your stick bag? What's in your stick bag? Yeah, some beautiful stuff. Um, so the format of this one, gents, um, I am making it up on the run. Um, we've already discussed and, and uh, ascertained that Will and my stick bags are probably the most impressive on volume and content. That's because you have stick bags. Yeah. And Elliot and I fail to encumber ourselves with such frivolities. Yeah, but I think it's very important. As long as well. I've got a gum shield, gum shield and stick, and I'm relatively pleased. If I've got shoes on, even better. Other than that. Not bothered. No, I'm not having no. you tr- we're not having you try and preempt anything on guessing what's in bags there. We, we will not be drawn into that whatsoever. Can I, can I ask the first question, Matt? Because yeah. I haven't really disclosed anything about my stick bag other than it's ready for a game. Um, can I ask what brand your stick bag is? Uh, yes, you can. It's an Atlas stick bag um, with the, um, the old Fremantle Hockey Club logo on there. Not that that makes any difference. Very nice. No. But it's a nice embroidery, okay. bit of embroidery there. And what, what about yours, Will? Well, you know, I suppose it's only fair that I know yours, do Yeah, mine's a lovely sky blue colour, and it is a co-op bag for life. Oh, shut up. Bag for life? Yeah, plastic bag. Uh, it's a plastic bag, yeah. Uh, oh. That's good from you, Will. Oh, like from the shopping centre. Yeah. Oh, well, we're, we're going to have... Them here. Have you got at least five items in there? I have prepared myself for a game, especially for this. Okay, but I don't want you to give anything away, obviously. No. First of all, (laughs) I'm ready. Just on Elliot's point, mouth guard and stick. Yeah. As a former fullback, I would say he is vastly unprepared. There's two more pieces of equipment that are required. We can't talk about the equipment. Oh, I thought. But I'm not a fullback either. I'm a I'm a forward, so I don't need anything else. Oh, you should definitely be wearing. No, you should be wearing one of them. Why would you be scared of a forward? Well, exactly. Why would you be scared of a forward? All right then, Will. Off you go. First, uh, first guess for you. What's in Matt's? Stick Something bag? that's in your. 
So how how the points work here, Matt? Because you haven't actually explained that. Have you? Yeah, he hasn't explained anything. He's making it up as he goes along. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, to explain. it's um, you gain a point. Well, I, you gain a point if you can guess something. No, if you hang on. If there's something, if I give you something that's in my stick bag that's not in your stick bag. Oh, yes, 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 good. yes, yes, yeah. That's that's that, yes, that's how we're doing it. Didn't I say that earlier? I'm pretty sure I said that earlier. Okay, right. And then vice versa. Uh, you're going to lose this because everything's yeah. in your stick bag. No, that's not necessarily the case. He's going to lose because you're. <laughs> I could go with the receipt from the co-op because I doubt you've got one of those. <laughs> but um, I'm going to go. Can I'm going to go left-hand glove. Can we? Yeah, we need some uh, rustling there, please, just so it legitimises. Now, gloves. Wait, what? Gloves are in the lower what, what, section here. What did you say exactly? Gloves. Left-hand glove. Left-hand glove. Um, there's. Uh, oh, what's that, John? I'm just putting it onto my hand there at the moment. You want to explain that to the listeners and to uh, uh, Will and Al there? That looks like a target to me, Matt, and it's on the end of your hand. Yeah, on which hand? It's the left hand, but it certainly looks like a target. Now, do I get double points if I can find more than one left hand glove? Oh, look, there's another one, John. There's two left hand gloves. Hang on, hang on. So far, you've just made it what's... That's minus points, isn't it, for being inefficient? Let's have a look. (laughs) Uh, Yes. No, just the two left hand gloves in there, so we will... Mark that down as a two left-handed gloves. As a zero to the left field thinking team okay. in this second round of competition okay. here today across can the airwaves. Can it be specified as Will, please? Yes. Can, can you sorry. specify Will is losing? I'm not involved. Here. <laughs> my, my apologies. Sorry. Yeah, just <laughs> just the Will half of left field thinking. All right, let's have a little rumble around in here, shall we? John, see if we can find something that. Will, just Will, will definitely not have... Hang on, let me get my hand down in here. Oh, no, I don't want to... Uh... Oh, there's no chance he's going to have this. A set of Hockey Australia. No, I, but... I don't think saying Hockey Australia is fair, because he could very much have a set of Hockey England. All right, OK. So set of cards, set of, yeah. green triangle, red circle oval, yellow square... Umpire's cards. Firstly, I'm impressed because I always use my uh, lose my green card. Um, not in my stick bag, but in my card glove box. Oh, well, it's not it's not what's in your card yeah, glove box hey, competition, is it? Yeah, but what happens if you leave your stick bag at home? Don't, he's don't, always prepared wherever he goes. Not if he's walked to the game, he hasn't. Well, huh? <laughs> <laughs> or cycled. Got the bus, train. You still flown there? You still forgotten your, your stick bag? Why are you getting onto my case? It's it's on to <laughs> this is just a terrible attitude. This is why he wasn't bothered about the sandpaper gate stuff in cricket. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, though, that is that is one point to me. This is obviously a okay. one, this is a one-on-one game here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I've got I've put my video on because oh, I, I don't think you'd believe me. In terms of what I'm going to have next. So, okay. as I said, I've prepared for a game as if I was playing today. Uh, so. Oh, what's coming out? Number two is <laughs> a naan bread. Oh, shit. Oh. So, I, I always take something that I ate the night before. 
as a sort of snack, a little treat. So, oh, oh, my, so I had an Indian last night. Sorry, you're playing. You're playing today, then, are you? Will? No, no, I'm not playing. I'm prepared. I'm oh, no, playing no, 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 that's fine. No, no, if we all know, you want to do it like... Well, hang on. Let me just dig deep into here. There might, well, there could be. Well, there could be an equivalent somewhere down the bottom. The Australian bottom equivalent here. of a naan bread. Oh, Jesus, that stinks. Oh, oh that's dry. wet still, man. Whew. I told you, you've got to hang them outside. You leave them in your oh, bag. Dear. Of course no, they go right, No, it's right at the bottom of the bag. No, isn't it? What, uh, Little water bottle, sunscreen. You've got no oh, naan bread be, in there. Stay quiet. Oh, Jesus it's naan free. Okay. Can you fit that in your bag? Let's have a look. All right. No, I think you got me. You have got. No, me. you've been gotten. I don't know if there's any food at all in here. I'm just two drink bottles. That's handy. No. Oh, hang on. What's that there? A third left hand glove. Uh, <laughs> it's not naan bread though. No, no naan bread. All right. It's with you. It's yeah. with you. One all. Nice comeback. Appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, look, this is an absolute no-brainer because there's no chance this will be in his bag. Okay, go Sunscreen. Oh. Oh, oh. Oh. Sorry, that's sun cream for you guys. Yeah. You have to see the sun. No. No. No sunscreen. No sunscreen. Yeah. Just knocks that down too. What well. is the sun? Sorry? Okay. What? What is the sun? I don't know, mate. It's just been another 35 degree day here today. No, it's no, it's cloudy. It's cloudy. It's cloudy today. Yeah, rained last night here. All right, back over to you, Will. Okay. I hope this is engaging people. They're, you know, getting excited at home, wondering what could they pull out of their bag next. Yeah, well, that's actually a scary thought. Oh, damn, pack of perfect pigs. Oh. oh. Can you go double food, though? I don't know if you can go double food. No, it's it, it's in the I bag. Because I've got more. It's I in the bag. I haven't it's had a Percy pig. I haven't had a Percy pig for years. I do like a Percy pig. Well, he's it's just scored one on your Very mind. light. Very light. But strong. What would you choose? Would you rather have Percy pigs or the sun? Uh, Which one? That's the balance. Now, now, if you just had pickled onion monster <laughs> munch in the sun, that's a different story. <laughs> But yeah, we'll go for the sun every time. All right, we've done umpire cards. That's a that's a that's a goal there, isn't it? It's, it is uh, two apiece. Come on, drag something out of that mammoth all, behemoth all, of a bag. All on the way. This will be easy anyway. This will be absolutely easy to pull. Oh, well, I can see one thing you won't have. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, that's that's not what I was expecting. Okay, what the hell um, have you got that for? Um, Has that got anything to do with what you reported earlier? No, this was a it's a good luck good good luck charm really. <laughs> oh, of course um, it it's is. it's a a bottle opener um attached to a um phallus. A, yeah, a, a, a wooden penis. <laughs> oh my god, it is. Can I just check I heard that right, yeah? <laughs> yeah. A wooden <laughs> wooden penis. Yes. Yes. On, on a match day, on a match day, what do you use the wooden penis for? That's I, well, it has got a bottle opener attached. Yeah, it's for opening beers. So, I don't know. I've got some strange friends. It was gifted me, and it's never left the hockey bag. Um, right. Yeah. Hey. Uh, is go. that the one place your missus is the least likely to look? <laughs> <laughs> that was just a bit of proof, though. So, I just opened up the video for the gents just to um, make sure they Can didn't mind Can we admit it, that? Put, is that allowed, even? One point. That's a three <laughs> Three, two, leads. You didn't, you didn't even ask him if he had one in there. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, hang on. I'm sorry. Yeah, what about you? Don't write it down yet. 
Is it is it made of wood or carbon fibre? No, it's definitely wood. We, you know, we're very traditional uh, traditionalists here on the reverse stick. Wooden hockey sticks and wooden, yeah. See, wooden, I've only wooden... got a carbon fibre one. Ah, well, that's unlucky. Oh. oh, does yours open bottles? Shucks. Shucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not that multifaceted. Three too late, I think, uh, to the reverse stick at the, uh, no, just past you. the halfway I'm point. I'm having nothing to do with this competition. To Matt from the reverse stick against Will from left you'd, field thinking. You'd it's, think he'd have snuck that in at the end just in case he needed a tiebreaker. But no, no, he brings out the big guns early. <laughs> I thought you could have said a big something else then. Um, well, it's over to you. I mean, you really do need to get this one. And, oh, oh, hang on, hang on. What's gonna be, what's gonna be in there? Some, Unattainable food stuff that we don't get here in in Australia. Oh, he's probably got some polo mints. Here we go. Here come the polo mints. It's not Marmite, don't worry. There is more um, food in the bag, but I'm not going to go with food. I'm going to go with a whiteboard pen. Oh, that's a good... Oh, shit. (laughs) uh, The heaviness of the bag has just pulled on the... See, I told you it was too heavy. The cable for the computer... Um, now, I think it might have fought, oh no, oh, nah. there go. I thought that one did fall out of my bag as I was leaving the house. Oh, of course. Um, and that was a double end, <laughs> that was a double <laughs> end, uh, black and red one, but I do have, um, a red Staples Remarks dry erase marker. So I can probably find more than one. Does it work? Hang on. Uh, Does it here we go. Here we go. We got well. We've got the official. Test, I'm, so. I'm going to going to give you some vision now. I'm sharing the video. Here's the pan. Let's just see. Oh, it does. He's got one. Look at that. Good stuff. The Holy Grail. It, no, it works. It? it is actually pretty pretty rare. Um, okay. What's that? So that's a zero. Uh, that's uh, yeah, zero. It's still for in the you, game, Will. though. Three, two. You're still still just about in the game. Oh, all right. You go pick something. He hasn't got. Here we go. Where is it? Where's the big boy? You've already got that out, didn't you? <laughs> Where Where's it gone? We've got balls. I mean, it wouldn't go as easy to ball. Well, we've got got a bar of soap. Um, got a scarf. Got some socks. Am I taking? Ah, here we go. That's not in your stick This is bag. it. No, it's fall, just fallen out of it on the floor and it's oh. just over there. A Mazon Coachmaster um, coach's board with a little dry wipe um, thing in it and uh, we've got some Hockey WA match report oh, you got books. More bloody oh, there's more wipe. dry wipes. Another two dry wipe markers in there as well. Yeah. Let's just call it a little zippy up you know, coach. Zippy up, co- zippy up coach folder. Oh. No, but a little. No, I don't have one. I have a little whiteboard, but not a coach folder. In your bag? No, no. What you meant? No, no. You don't say that. You say in your face. No, no, no. No. Hang on, hang on. Uh, You've you've got the whole whiteboard marker thing, but you just haven't got it in the little zippy up case. So your coach ready to go is that what we're saying? Which is essentially what that yeah. zip-up thing is. It's just coach ready to go kit. I'm just. I'm feeling I'm, a bit. I'm, no, I'm but, thinking. But I'm, I'm, I'm just, thinking he's got that one. I'm feeling a bit I'm left thinking. out here. I don't know what. It's like it's three against one. 
Uh, and I'm just doing my best. I'm just adjudicating. Wait, what is it? Wait, what is I'm, I'm the umpire here. I'm just, I'm just following the rules. It's the first time you've ever well, well, second time you've ever bloody. I'm vampire. I, I reckon that the, the the judge of it should surely be like, if you use anything other than the whiteboard in it, then they're probably worth backing. Yeah, what else have you got in there? Well, I've got, use the act of Vicky bit. I've got, uh, yeah, Matt Sheets. Here we go. We've got one in here. These are nice and current. Um, Fremantle versus Vic Park. Uh, 25th of the 8th. Oh, oh the elimination that's... final. Here we do this one. 8th of the 9th, 2019. Provisional four gold. Uh, 3-0 win to Frio. Signed off by the umpires. So they're, they're the copies you've got the umpires to sign, but you've got the actual team sheet somewhere else. Oh, no, I'm supposed to put, I mean, I'm supposed to have these in. <laughs> Oops. Oh well. Um, no, I think well, if you've got a if you've got a, uh, a dry white board there, I think I think yeah, that's, I think that's, cl- that's close enough. It's close enough. We'll give you that one. I mean, you, I also, sorry, if you, you'd have given me you'd give me frazzles, wouldn't you? If I'd have, if I've had frazzles in there, you'd have let that go up against yeah. a pussy pig. I, I, what I would say is pretty silly from you though. To, if I go with whiteboard marker, that you then try and with whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it the split second after I said it, <laughs> but then I got to start it out. Okay, this is this is it because um, it's three two in favour of Matt. And last question, so you, one of you has to get it wrong and the other one right. Is that how it works? Oh, hey, look, there you I'm, go. I'm really cool. Sorry, I'm another really dry white marker. Okay, so who's who's picking turn? Is it? It's over to Will. Okay. What do you got, Will? Yeah, I'm I'm really torn what to go with. But um I think I'm gonna go with paracetamol. Oh You know that's why they um, there's no pain relief in the, ju- in the jungle. Just care. any or any generic Any pain relief. Oh no, no, you said paracetamol. Okay. With, um rather than ibuprofen. What have you got there? No, there's cards. cards that's sunscreen. Nice little FH umpires, umpires uh, bag there with a yeah. Fox 40 in there. Oh, another dry white mark. <laughs> Normal pen. Hey, this has actually given him a good opportunity to clean some of the rubbish out of this bag. Hang on. No. Is that another drink bottle? Shh, don't, don't give it away. All right. Oh, normally, have, what about this side, uh, side thing down here? No, uh... No, nah, I think you got me. I think you've got me. I've probably had them, had them all. Oh, that makes it interesting, doesn't it? Oh, I'm gonna have to bring out the big guns that's for. Uh, that's level. That brings you level. You're right. gonna have to do some leg three, work. Here. Three apiece. Yeah. Uh, if I don't get this, we're off to sudden death. Oh, let's have a little route around. Sorry, it's a bit awkward. Moving. Oh, here we go. We'll go with this one. Oh. Okay. A oh. tin of icy cool. For quick cooling of unbroken skin, 250 gram net. Use strictly as directed. Keep out of the reach of children. The dreaded spray. Ice spray. That cold, cold, cold spray. Yeah. Yep. Icy cool, in fact. We don't get cold here. Um, yeah, you don't need you don't need cold spray in the UK, do you? No. Well, it's much like you know. Uh, I haven't got it. No, of course you uh, haven't. It's much like you don't it. need Percy pigs here. Thank you very much. That's a 4-3 victory to Matt 
from the reverse stick. Huh? I think that's... Sorry, Elliot. That's, 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 he doesn't care. <laughs> He's disowned you anyway. I was, I, I was doing some work. I stopped listening. Sorry. What was going on? Well, we're looking forward to your patron as a future subscriber. Apparently, those guys carry too much crap around with them. Well, yeah, none of this helps them play hockey. Not one of the items they've used is going to benefit them on game day. No, in fact, now Matt's pulling even more useless stuff out of his bag. I what is that? I can, this is a bed buddy joint wrap. You took that in the microwave. I've got, got two uh, two caps, one the reverse stick, one Griffin. A uh, pair of shorts, pair of tracksuit track pants. What would be interesting is if you were to put every put everything on that's in your bag and post a picture on Twitter. That would be my challenge to you. Oh, you're going to have to accept that. I don't um, think that bottle opener is. I don't think the bottle opener is suitable. <laughs> no, he has to hold that in his mouth. NSFW. If he if you can do that, we'll give you the win. And your ego is safe. Otherwise. It's been a bit of a non-contest, hasn't it? <laughs> you're going to... Well, it has when I've got my own bloody podcast buddy working against me as well. You're going to... We've got bandages. Oh, there's five different packs of sunscreen. We've got a, um, a cooling towel. Uh, we've got lots of right. hockey balls, sticks. Um, yeah, all, you know, all sorts of... I've even got an indoor stick. I haven't played indoor for ten years. How many hockey sticks do you have in that bag? <laughs> Just three. Well? Just three. An indoor stick, which you never play, and two other sticks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just in case I want to go back in goal one day, and that's you know. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Well, that that accounts for about three oh, percent of the weight in that bag. Yeah. Anyway, well, that was enjoyable, gents. Um, I'm I'm glad that I ground out the victory in the end, and that's what the history books will show. Uh, I'm going to one that's going to have to listen to it too, aren't I? You are listening to the Reverse Dig X Left Field Thinking. Now, gentlemen. About time we finish up, you think? I think so. so how Elliot, about they uh, ask us a question? Elliot's about to walk out the door as, as we speak. I believe he's got to be on the pitch. Is that right, Elliot? He's already gone. You broke up there, sorry. What did you say? You're uh, you're about to leave us because you've got to get out on the pitch. Uh, not on the pitch, just off to. I'm off out, that's all. Oh, but just bit, just finish shopping. He's just leaving. It's going to get a bag. Yeah, no, I'm done. Because you're trying to claim a win when there was only a draw, first of all. And surely that would mean one of us would retain maybe some small vessel for a year at least. Well, no, it goes with the home side, though, doesn't it? It goes with the home side. You know, if it's a draw, then the home side keeps it until the challenge next year when uh, they're the home side again. We haven't... Have we negotiated whose side is this? I thought this was... I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to mute again, Okay. Now, that's them. Just let the bag boys play with each other and, you know, keep them happy. You crack on. Well, we can be on this by now, wouldn't we? They're still trying to find all their stuff in a bag and we, we're already knocking up on the sides. That's right. Well, we're actually out on the ground before they've uh, managed to figure out which pocket they've got their socks in. Uh, uh, Matt, is, is there anything that you ever, like, haven't got? For a match, I always forget shower gel or a towel. Like that's classic. There's uh, is something that you two. Mi- I've got two mini towels in there. I quite often have a sports towel in there, but I, I've, I think I've probably lost that towards the end of last season. Um, but I've got, but I like to be prepared with spares and extra bits and pieces because 
when you're looking after a team and you've got a mix of ages, particularly the stupid young kids, they're going to need to borrow something at some point in time, whether it be a shirt or a pair of socks or even just something that's, that's um, you know, an oversized pair of shoes. No, you're right. And if it's wet and wet and smelly and it's been at the bottom of your bag that probably helps those young kids as well doesn't it they deserve it don't forget it next time yeah that's it and they'll learn from it and we otherwise we just make them play in their in their undies you would is is the safeguarding officer at your club just checking (laughs) well that's what they did at school in my day Tompkinson (laughs) school days uh I'm not sure I'd be allowed at school much longer if that's what I was encouraging. I'm not saying encourage it. No, no absolutely. Well, what a pleasure, gents. So, so, John wanted to know, do you want to ask us anything before you go? Or should we just say goodbye and uh, good luck with you, the Left Field Thinking podcast? Get it from anywhere you get your podcast. What have you got on this week? You've just, been, so you've just done an interview with Felix Dinette, was it? Yeah. Yes. What have you What have you got coming up for the rest of the next you know next month? Have you got anything big planned? Well, next, oh, we do have a big plan. Yeah, for the two hundredth. Yeah, that is though. Now we uh, for for the next week um, we'll probably be recording a bit earlier, maybe Wednesday, um, and we'll plan that on Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, and then so on and so forth for future weeks. So, yeah, we're not the we're not the best of planners, and those that listen regularly to the show. We'll attest to that. Well, you've got to be current. No good are you, for something. Are you, ex- are you excited about the, the fact that there's going to be so much pro league coming up? No. I'm actually genuinely excited about hockey. I'm genuinely excited about the international hockey coming up. I think there's a lot. It's got me excited. I'm torn between the idea that I like watching international hockey and International hockey is as best as as good as any sport going around. But I think we potentially, by playing too much international hockey, ruin the spectacle of it. And that the Pro League's just a made-up pile of shit that means nothing anybody to anybody as far as it, it just... It, it's not what they tell us it is. And if, if it was this wonderful league that we could follow, that we could get behind as fans, like people can get behind their local football team or their lo- whatever team. Yeah. Regularity, regularity, accessibility. Um, and, but that's not what the Pro League's been. And it's not just a COVID thing. It wasn't that in the first year. It was the same thing. Spread out games and then whack them all in at the end in a, almost like in that last month they did it. And it, it's just, A, it makes it very hard to report on and it makes it very hard to generate any real interest. I mean, the Australian team, for instance, yeah. plays four games and, uh, and if we had a stuck with the original Pro League um, calendar, you know, it was going to play four games across three months or something and then be gone for the rest of the competition. And how do you follow that? Yeah. But the, and I suppose the, the silver line of COVID is that it's all squeezed together now, yeah. which makes it quite exciting. Oh, look, I... Like one, one, interest, don't get me one interesting thing about sport is, like, football's on all the time in the UK, which is great to watch because you can always watch a Premier League game. But um, this, this condensed period of hockey, I think, is really exciting. But What's the say, solution, then? What's the way forward if this isn't working? 
Well, it, it's or is that another podcast in itself? <laughs> it, it is entirely, and it's 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 a very international nature of it. Is going to make it so hard and almost prohibitively so to generate the sort of competition that we need to create to generate this interest and create this sort of interest. And you know, football doesn't make its money out of international competition. It makes its money out of the clubland. And then that that allows them to go ahead and have their World Cups and stuff. And I think hockey's got to stop thinking beyond this tournament ideal. And especially something like the, the World Cup is over in two weeks. The, the time between the semi-finals and the final is, what, 48 hours, if that. At best. At best. And you look at something like the Rugby World Cup, they've got a week leading up to it sometimes. Or the Cricket World Cup final. And it gives you time to generate interest and stuff when you have hockey. You know, if you want to run the Pro League, have your eight games or whatever it is all on the same week, every round on the same weekend. So you can generate narratives. You can start building stories. And that I don't think we can do at the international level. It's got to be done at, at the high, at next level down below that. So if that means international club competitions, that's the way we've got to go. Oh well. Sending international club competitions work, and let not not on the as global scale as like trying to get Argentina and Australia involved. It maybe works in Europe. Yep. But, but you could end up having it so it would work at least that the Europeans could go off and challenge, I don't know, the Australians or whoever it is, and just try and build it up that way. Oh, sorry. I think when I said international club competitions, I'm. I'm, I'm thinking about that as a peak so that uh, uh, much like you've got the Europe... um, EHL. No, not the... Well, the EHL to a degree, yeah, but I'm thinking in soccer terms, like they've got the um, European Cup. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it's not called that now. Champions League. Champions League. Those sorts of things. So it it would be based around what people, what clubs were doing and stuff, as opposed to it being about, you know, um, Argentina playing... Or all the European nations playing. Step it down from the national level. And maybe, when you're talking about all that, that funding money that goes into the national centralised programmes, maybe that could go into supporting those clubs in their, in their travel and um, accommodation and just professionalising them and getting them to a, to a higher level. The problem you have is, obviously in England, is that you start to do that and have a preferential treatment for some clubs over others. Everybody cries foul because they're not involved in it. That's why I think possibly in um, in the UK some sort of dual registration model would be quite good, where you could have some maybe eight England hockey franchises or something like that, but spread around, sort of regionalised hubs, um, and players could play for them in their club. And it could be those that maybe are nationally funded. Um and they could go and play in the EHL or something like that. I don't know whether or not that would be better, but we'd, we'd certainly be more competitive, I think. But the problem you then have there in England is that South East franchise goes and dominates because of the three or four feeder clubs that dominate the, the selection in, in, in that side. Yeah, but you've got to let market yeah, forces the... run. You know, like, you've got to allow the, the natural forces that exist to, to run their course, and that might be true in the shorter term, there's nothing to say that that situation can't change and that people, because that area is so crowded for opportunity, don't go elsewhere to seek opportunity. Yeah, as we're seeing. 
Market market forces are skewed in England because the centralised program is based in the south. Yeah. So it, it pulls. You're you're compelled to go south if you want to play internationally. And if we and, were, and for Scottish people as well. If we were playing less international hockey, then that would lessen the need to have as such a centralised system as such. And I mean, I would even argue we kick the bloody Olympics. We give the Olympics away. Um, that it doesn't serve hockey anymore. In fact, it's to our detriment because everybody's so worried about this continual four-year f- round of funding thing that goes on. It's sti- that's actually stifled the game. I don't know. I think it focuses people. I think to have it without those, you know, those intent, intentional periods of performance, I think it it gives you a drive. I love the Olympics, um, and I think hockey being in the Olympics is, is key. And for me, it's, it's a bit like Wimbledon, I suppose, with tennis. It's, it's one period when you can talk to your mates who aren't hockey people about hockey. Yeah, um, yeah, no doubt. Um, and, and, it, and it's great that other people can get their, get their eyes on it because in the traditional broadcast format that's been brought to us by, let's say, it's the BBC or it's the ABC or Channel 7, whoever it might be that have got the broadcast rights over here to, to view it. What we're finding now, though, and we talk about this all the time, is when you get the Olympics on, you could be watching, the, let's say, the Hockey Roos playing, and they'll show 15 minutes of the game, and then they'll shoot off to something else and might come back with sort of 10 minutes left left to go in it. And... I don't think that serves our game well either. So effectively, the only full games you'll see are if they get to a semi-final or to a final. And even then, you're not guaranteed. Yeah. Well, I suppose with the BBC coverage, you generally have, like, all the online channels. Yeah, but so you, BBC Sport is brilliant. For yeah, but you've got to drive people then that aren't aren't the hockey people to go and seek out those channels rather than it being the thing which yeah. is on the main channel and you can't avoid watching it and you start watching it, you go, oh, this game's pretty good. And that's what, you know, that's where what we've experienced certainly, you know, with our sort of age groups, that there's a history to that. That's when John talks about speaking to people in the street and you talking to your, to your mates about hockey that wouldn't normally be into it is because it's kind of there and it's in front of them. As soon as you make it hard to find, then they've really got to have a reason to, to try and dig it out and watch it. Yeah, I've not got anything to add. No, I, I, agree. <laughs> I, I agree. But, um, it's very rare I don't talk. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, just, I, I think to detach from the Olympics would be almost cutting our nose off to spite our face, really, because of the, there's so many benefits that it has, um, in Could, my opinion. But what, what are those benefits? Well, for, for the athletes to say they're an Olympian, um, to deny them that opportunity, for them to, to be in a sporting environment where they're rubbing shoulders and, you know, their peers are people like Usain Bolt, um, and they're able to move around a village and, and network and just that overall experience that they get. And you, you see the consequence of that is by being an Olympian and certainly by being an Olympic medalist, the ability for them to have a career after sport 
that maybe is involved in media or in business that I don't think they would get if they were just uh, a hockey international. I, I think, that's, um, I think so, that's a myth. I think that's a myth that is perpetrated on us. And, and in my experience of talking to ex-Olympians, that's not true at all. In fact, most of them find that it becomes just a, a side note to a conversation at a party sometime. And they very, very mm. rarely get any recognition whatsoever for what they might or may not have achieved. And, you know, watch vision of Jesse Owen racing a racehorse. I mean, that, I, I think that we, our game has to stand on its own two feet and not just be a vehicle for the Olympic Games. And that's what they, that's what they drive the whole conversation on is, well, you can be an Olympian, but, that's it. It's great come, for the come, athlete. Come but, and play an Olympic sport. Yeah. But, and that might be great for that athlete's personal ambition or personal well-being or personal self, whatever. But it means nothing entirely to anybody else except for the person that went out there and won that. I mean, the, the Olympics. All participated. Oh, just, yeah. Look, I'm not, I don't want to make it sound out like, oh, Olympians, that means fuck all. But it, it means a lot to an individual within a certain space of time. And, but the myth that Olympics glory gives you something in the life beyond is it's just, it is a myth it doesn't happen that way you got to have something else haven't you you do yeah. and there there are plenty of people who've got uh, olympic medals who've gone on to do very well in the rest of their life that's because they're already driven and and that's what they want some people aren't they just love what they do and they're good at it but that doesn't make them good at anything else necessarily it's it's a yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually quite conflicted in having this conversation with you because for my whole life, the, the gold medal at the Olympic Games has been the pinnacle of hockey. But, you know, fives is coming, make no mistake about that, and that changes all of that history, it changes everything, and I'm not sure that it will serve hockey well going into the future to stay with that. I don't know if fives is going to succeed, to be honest. The best thing, the best thing that could happen in terms of, this is controversial, if Indian men win the gold at the Olympics, <laughs> that might stop the drive for five. Yeah, you know, you've called, you've, 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 because you've, suddenly, you've called it there. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. Throw a World Cup into it as well in 2023, and the game is saved. And they might bring yeah. back the bloody body. <laughs> Yeah, lots of concerns ahead. Uh, right, well, well, we we've could, already we, lost Elliot, haven't we? Yeah, I think Al's gone. We could wax lyrical all night. You will be waxing lyrical. We're not doing a uh, field hockey the conversation chat in Clubhouse this week. You're doing some um, some live commentary watch along things. Give us some details on that. Yeah, so the yeah the GB Island women's teams are playing this weekend. That depends when you put this out. Um, so, Saturday, Sunday, and Tuesday. Uh, they're uncapped games, but it's the first time GB women have played since the Pro League in November, uh, October, November time against Holland and Belgium. And the first time the Irish team have played, well, they had a series in Spain recently, and then before that it was the Olympic qualifier in 2019. So, um, both teams pick pretty strong squads 
uh, for this three-game series. So we're basically there's a group of people doing all sorts of things. So um, Keely is with us. Keely Dunn is with us on Clubhouse on Saturday with me and Mark Egner, where we're just going to talk around the game while it's on. Um, it's apparently now on the uh, the superb Watch Hockey app. You can't see my face while I say that. In addition to it's on BBC iPlayer and in Ireland it's on RTE. So there's there's going to be coverage. There's going to be video available, but probably no analysis. So we're just trying to provide some additional analysis. And then on the Sunday we're on Zoom, and it's me, Elliot, Mark, and um, Sarah Kelleher, who, and we've got some interviews from people like Dave Passmore and uh, Fiona Crackles, who's obviously just breaking into the GB team, um, and some uh, some other guests there. And we're going to be doing some analysis of the day before and analysis of you know what we're expecting to see based around that Pro League stuff as well that I've, I've seen. So, um, yeah, it should be pretty good. Sky Sports on a budget, I would say. <laughs> um, and it's... And it's free, so people can sign up on our website. The Zoom has got, obviously, a limited number of people that we can have, but obviously the clubhouse on the Saturday is unlimited. So everyone's welcome if you can sign up quickly enough. Where do they follow? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Here we go. The plug was coming. Go for it. www.leftfieldthinking.com. Follow the instructions. I think it's under services or something like that. Um, But, yeah, just have a look around on that. And, yeah, it should be really good. I'm quite excited about it, to be honest. And one of the things we talk, like, in coaching circles, talk about, you know, there's not a huge amount of detailed understanding around the game itself um, compared to sports like football. And one of the things I feel is that people lo- know loads about football because every time you watch football, there's panels of people, you know, going into the minutiae of the game. So I think this is maybe something where you can add to that. Because as you say, when you're at Olympics and you watch 15 minutes of it, you don't really unpick the game. Even things on like EHL coverage, there's not much analysis of what's going on on the game. You get some, you know, if you're lucky with the Pro League, you get Simon Mason doing some great um, insight on the commentary. But I think, you know, we miss the sort of pre-game analysis, the mid-game analysis and the post-game analysis, which hopefully we're going to be adding on Sunday. Um, obviously, it's only our thoughts, which you know, is a limiting factor, but that's what we're trying to do. So it should be fun. Well, there you go, fo- go oh, folks. Yeah. Get involved. It's good. You know, and that, you know it's, we've obviously had some chats on the Clubhouse app, and we don't like to sort of push it too much. People might be getting bored. But it gives us the opportunity to do things like that. John and I will be doing a, a live call-in show in the in the coming will weeks we? on that. Yeah, we will. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's op- opportunity to do watch-alongs and you know have different commentaries and different insights um, on, on games as long as it's available in your country. Quite. <laughs> Are you writing? I'm going to write. Yeah, 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 I'll write, write that, that one. Down. Yeah, yeah. Well. Um, well, thanks so much. Obviously, thank you to Al, who was with us before. I am going to have to concede defeat. I've done the aggregate scores. Of course, you took out the 3-1. Well, yeah, well, we'll say you, left field thinking, you were, you were abandoned fairly swiftly after for the, the second leg. 
Um, but it was a, a 3-1 win to you guys in the, the opening round um, and a 4-3 win to me over you in the second round. That gives you the aggregate victory. I'm looking forward for us to join you on the Left Field Thinking podcast and uh, yeah, have, have a chance at some kind of redemption. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I felt a bit like, as well, I don't know if people noticed this, I felt a bit like Andy Murray when he lost. I suddenly became Scottish. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't part when I wasn't part of left field thinking. It was just me. There's a lot about you know Elliot. <laughs> just just make sure you tell Elliot from me. I can't wait to play against him, and he'd probably want to wear a box that day. Well, he'll have to tell him because he won't listen. Obviously, no. <laughs> he won't. He won't listen. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. No. Definitely, we'll have you on. Then it's been great to chat. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Will. And thanks, Elliot. Pleasure.